This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. We're taking you inside the mind of a man. This is How Men Think, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hi guys, I'm Hunter March, and you're listening to How Men Think, where basically I'm going to unveil what I can without being excommunicated by uh, my peoples. You know what, though? Honestly, I don't really care about them. Men are the worst, right? So I'm going to give you all the down and dirty secrets. If you guys don't know who I am, I uh, host a show on E! called Nightly Pop, and I host a show on Netflix called Sugar Rush. So uh, I hope you... uh, enjoy this episode. I'm looking forward to answering your questions, but before I do that, let me do 11 questions about myself. So the first one is, what are you known for? Tell us about yourself. Um, Well, besides those two shows, I think I'm known for my breakfast skillets. It's something that I've made for quite a few people. Some women, some very lucky women have stayed the night. I'll start this off right now with this. Staying the night's a tricky one. I am. I have a king bed for this reason. I don't want to really be touching in the evening, and it's not because I don't l- like the person. It's it's the opposite. I like them so much that it's going to distract me from sleeping. Let's get into the next one. Uh, who are you in your personal life? Well, what a lot of people don't know about me is that outside of my personality on television and in my podcast with Paris Hilton. This is Paris. Uh, what I didn't, oh, what people don't know about me is that I'm pretty reserved, like in my personal life, and and I deal with, you know, the same uh, anxiety and other things that that a lot of people deal with. But I have used my humor and everything to kind of compensate. And uh, so, so if you really get to know me in my personal life, it's still funny and it's still jokes, but you realize that it's. There's also a deeper side of me where I like to cook and paint and garden. Um, And if you're watching the video, you can see some of my paintings behind me. So go check that out. Uh, Three shows that I'm binge watching. Right now I'm binge watching uh, Get Back, the Beatles documentary uh, on Disney+. I just, I've never seen such brilliant people collaborate in such a cool way. And as someone who's starting my own YouTube channel back up and I have hired somebody and we're collaborating every day. I literally showed my employee. I was like, this is what I want us to be like is like the Beatles, which I realized I'm asking this young guy who I started working with a week ago. I'm like, how come you're not my Lennon right now? Uh, but I, uh, yeah, that's, I'm binge watching that. I'm also binge watching um, Attack on Titan, which is an anime show. I don't ever watch anime, but my brother was like, you should check it out. My brother likes anime. And I watched it, and it's really good. It's an intense show, but it's good. And then the final thing that I'm binge-watching is um, a lot of YouTube. I'm getting back into YouTube right now, so I watch a lot of YouTube videos. I love YouTube. It's how I started in this industry. and um, Yeah. What is my favorite food? 
Well, I already mentioned breakfast skillets, and that would be my favorite food. I love all breakfast. I just started doing a, uh, it's a very French way of, of scrambling eggs, but basically you do a super slow scramble in butter. Like, the, the egg should barely be cooking as you're whisking them slowly. Let me do this seductively. Whisk those eggs so slowly, not with a whisk. Instead, take a, a small spatula, a spoon even, and just slowly push it around the pan, letting the butter seep into every crevice of those runny, runny eggs. Then as it's cooking up, don't add the salt yet. Oh, get your hand off the salt. We're going to place that over a nice piece of sourdough that's got a thin layer of butter on it. Butter's your friend, not your enemy. Then we're going to top it with chopped chives and thinly sliced smoked salmon chopped up as well. And then we're going to add ourselves a finishing flake salt, a little bit of pepper, and a dash of olive oil on top. Oh my God, I'm trying so hard. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's move on. But that, that is an enjoyable food for me right now. Tell us about your career. Well, I, I'm very lucky with my career. I've been, uh, I started as an intern for this company called Awesomeness TV, which was a YouTube channel. And I had my own little YouTube channel, but you know, it wasn't anything that was paying any bills. And when I got the job at Awesomeness, I just grinded and grinded for like five, six, seven years and eventually became the face of the channel. And then I was hosting, I probably hosted thousands of videos for them. And I told myself, I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to be on TV? And then I got a game show network show. And then all my friends were, I was like, you guys should watch this show. And they're like, we don't have cable. And I was like, okay, that makes it hard to watch the show. Neither did I at the time. So I couldn't even watch my own show. And then Netflix called and Netflix was like, we want you to do this baking show called Sugar Rush. And I was like, absolutely. Did not tell them that I was gluten intolerant until season three. Um, and then uh, that only shot for a couple weeks a year. And then we were done. And I said, well, how cool would it be to get a show that I could shoot every day? And then Nightly Pop came around, which we shoot four days a week. And it's been a dream. And we're about to hit episode 500 of that show, which is just so rare in television. I'm so blessed. My entire career, I'm very thankful for. And uh, yeah, what's my biggest fear in life? Um, it's, it's between two different things. I really don't like, uh, the idea of bones breaking. Like, I don't want to get hurt. I hate getting hurt. It sucks. And then the second one, uh, is dying alone. No, if you are just experiencing who I am as a person right now, and this, these 11 questions are your intro. Oh boy. I'm sorry. This is an aggressive intro. Uh, what is your biggest pet peeve? My biggest, oh, I hate when people don't say thank you. Uh, just be appreciative. It's so easy to say thank you. I say thank you like it's, you know, candy on Halloween. I give it to everybody. I don't care. Like, thank yous are so simple. Someone holds a door. If, like, a guy holds a door open for me on my way into Starbucks and I'm, like, more than five feet away, I literally look at him like, dead in the eye and I go, Thank you so much, man. That was nice. Just because I just think, and so like if I ever take a girl out to dinner, I don't mind. I always love paying. I I, I believe in that I should pay just because I asked the person on a date. Um, but if they don't say thank you, it just, it rubs me the wrong way. It's it's 100% the last date. Um, what makes you the most happy? I think making my family laugh makes me the most happy. You know, I think uh, getting to do what I do, I get the chance to try and joke around for a lot of people. And luckily, 
I get to do it day in, day out. But there's nothing like seeing my dad or my mom laugh or my brother laugh a lot at something. It really makes me happy. What is your ideal Saturday morning? Um, my ideal Saturday morning would be waking up <laughs> already off to a good start. Better than it could have been. Um, then making a really yummy breakfast. Uh, hanging out with my dog, Lucy. Taking her on a walk doing a workout, but preferably playing a sport like paddle tennis or uh, basketball in the backyard, something to just get the blood flowing. And then uh, again, hanging out with friends I love and going to the beach or doing something. Yeah. And work. I, I do love work. I'm very lucky that I like my job. So I'd, I'd get some editing done or some producing. Are you more of the athlete or the armchair quarterback? I, the thing is neither really. I'm athletic, but nobody's calling me saying, Hunter, we need a fifth on the on the court. That's just not happening. I'm good. I've played sports my whole life, but uh, I'm not that good. And then the armchair quarterback, no, I don't care about other grown men. Uh, I don't get invested like that. I, I, I hosted a Super Bowl party. I had, you know, 60, 70 people at the house, and I watched maybe 25 seconds of the game. I ra I just enjoyed having people over and, and taking care of them more than I enjoyed the sports. And finally, what keeps you motivated? It's mostly money. Um, just the ability to accrue wealth, uh, hold it over people with less wealth and kind of dictate their lives in, in the way that I see fit because I have so much money. That would be, that would be not it. I'm kidding. Uh, what keeps me motivated? I, I get I've gotten some opportunities to work with uh, people who have uh, uh, disabilities with this company called Ability First, this program called Ability First, and got to teach painting classes and stuff like that. And seeing them excited about the guy from Sugar Rush is like the only time I'm excited to be the guy from Sugar Rush. So doing that, getting people excited to like go try cooking or get excited to try and make some jokes and be funny. That's exciting to me. Anyway, those are the 11 questions with me. Now we're going to get into some callers. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. Welcome back. I hope you guys bought all those products. Let's go ahead and talk to our first caller. Hi, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm fantastic. Is it Mora? Yes, it is. All right, Maura. Well, I'd like to hear more of you right now. So what's your question? Okay, so um, I am born and raised in Southern California, and I have loved growing up here. It's very beautiful. But um, in LA, unfortunately, um, I feel like, especially with like social media, like it's really far hard to find someone who's not like looking for the like best shiniest most perfect person which uh brings me to my question so, um like i mean in la where there's like actresses and models and um instagram influencers how does a normal girl who isn't in the industry stand out it's a great question because i one i don't think it's as valid as some, as some people fear you know like there are is is much as LA is known for the glitz and glamour, 99% of the people here are still, you know, 
like I, I consider myself one of those normal people. Like I don't consider myself, I don't go out to the parties or the clubs. I don't meet people that way. Um, when, what have I, what have I been doing to meet people? So are you saying, are you, do you want to know how to meet people or how to stand out at, do you already like go to places and you just want to stand out at those places? Um, I guess a little bit of both, a little bit of both, but especially I think, um, I just feel like I, I don't stand out. I just feel like I can't compare to these like women. I don't know. Well, first of all, these women can't even compare to themselves, you know, like the Instagram look and the TikTok, and obviously when they're on TV and in the movies or whatever, if they're musicians, it's, it's so much is put into building an image that really isn't them. And I think they obviously are uh, aware of that. And then, and same with men, they all kind of put this image up, but what a lot of people don't realize is like, that goes away and then you are stuck with the real person. And if the real person is great, whether it's um, someone who's really smart or really funny or just really genuine, I love authenticity in a yeah. partner almost more than I love anything else. Um, you, you'll stand out to the right person, undoubtedly. The thing that happens in L.A. is, and it happens with men and women, they come to L.A. looking for something better than themselves, right? Because a lot of people who come to L.A. want something. They want to be famous or successful. And if they don't have that yet, they do anything to elevate their status. But at some point, you meet a guy or a woman who isn't, who doesn't need to, like, date somebody or do something for the clout for lack of a less disgusting word and you meet someone who's ready to meet someone genuine and i'm at that stage in my life now where um i don't need to date someone in the industry by any means i would love to date somebody who i met getting coffee who had nothing to do with this industry and uh just made me laugh that's it so you know i'm still single so i think we're probably in the same boat Maura. yeah i don't know if that answers your question <laughs> It does. Actually, that made me feel a lot better because um, you're I mean, I'm at the end of the day, I'm looking for authenticity, too. So, yeah, I mean, I would actually, you know, just kind of be thankful that you haven't gotten stuck with one of the guys who's, you know, like I, I was the one thing I would not want for one of my friends or family is for them to be with somebody who especially like in L.A. where they're just in it for the wrong reasons. It's so common. Mm -hmm. Um and I think like you being single and obviously being aware of this industry in this world means you're already leaps and bounds above a lot of other people who come here. So I think you'll find the right person for sure. Just a matter of in terms of meeting people, I love going to some of these like group classes and stuff like that, whether it's painting or cooking or even workout classes. Sometimes it's odd to go up to somebody, but if you if you here's the thing if a guy's single and you're single and there's an attraction all you have to do is look at him twice and <laughs> he'll come up to you <laughs> if, if he if he wants to you know it's not about the big aggressive move but um you can or you just go up to me whatever you want but yeah anyway i hope that helps more oh i love that it really did thank you so much no you're welcome you. thank you all right bye bye hi larissa hi hunter how's it going everything's good uh, I hear you have a question. I do. So, 
obviously with the state of the world over the past two years, I haven't had many dating opportunities. So I'm ready to get back in there, you know, but nowadays I really don't know how the game is played (laughs) and I really don't want to play games anymore. So growing up, I was taught to play hard to get. So, you know, that was supposed to keep a guy's attention or keep his interest. And I kind of feel like that's the wrong kind of attention these days. And it brings the wrong kind of men. Like, is this still a thing? Like, how much hard to get do you play? What if you're tired of playing games? What are the rules in 2022? And what's the best way to date? Yeah, I wish that I was smarter so that I didn't fall for the hard to get thing all the time. (laughs) But boy, oh boy, when a girl is hard to get, my monkey brain turns on and I am, I, uh, it, it does affect it. But then eventually hard to get means that at some point you still have the chance of, of getting to the point of a relationship, right? Or you get past the games. And if I wasn't going to like you in the beginning when you weren't playing hard to get, I'm not going to like you after we're done playing hard to get. You know, yeah. so I think like it does work, unfortunately, on a lot of guys and on women, too. Like I've played it accidentally just in times where like I've started talking to a girl and it just happened to be the busiest two weeks of my life. Yeah. And and then afterwards, we'll be talking. She's like, I really thought you didn't like me. Like I thought <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 I was busy. But I understood that it is attractive um, to be busy. And I think that that's the difference. You shouldn't be hard to get to be hard to get you should be prioritizing yourself and your job and your hobbies and your friends and your family before any guy can come into your life and disrupt any of that and when you are doing that you're not playing hard to get you just are a little harder to get but it's all while just again making sure that you are putting you first in the healthiest way possible um i think the better way to look at it would be to like look at the antithesis of that which would be to just be constantly available for uh virtually a stranger it doesn't matter if you've gone on one two three four five six seven ten dates that person's still a stranger for the most part yeah. um so you know it's not about again it's not about games but everybody likes someone who's who's working on them everybody likes somebody who's busy successful career driven so that I hope that answers that question about that. But in terms of the g- other games of, of of dating right now, I think people are a little tired of games. I think we've been in a pandemic for too long where if you don't like games, now's kind of the chance to date because people just want to cut to the, to the meat of a relationship and kind of have somebody, especially if we've been single for the past, you know, two years of isolation. Yes. Is that you've been single for the pandemic or did you have someone in? Yeah, me too. (laughs) So you, at this point, what are you looking for mostly? I mean, just something that can start off as a good, strong friendship, good common interest and something that has the opportunity to blossom into more, but without the uncertainty, like, is this person really into me? Am I wasting my time? Like, I understand what you were saying about prioritizing yourself. And I totally agree with that. Um, but you also want to know like this, that we're both on the same page and we're both moving forward and we're open to more, but taking it slow and also knowing where we're going as opposed to being totally confused on what's going on. Yeah. I think having the conversation again, it doesn't negate the 
the hard to get. It doesn't it doesn't stop like that when you have that conversation. Uh, I was talking to a girl recently, and I was I, I liked her, and I told her on the phone because we were both really busy. She went back to New York. I was in L.A. And on the phone, I just was kind of like, hey, you know, it's nice talking to you. I, I enjoy it because I, I I got a little crush, you know, <laughs> saying you have a little crush isn't isn't a bad thing. Again, it's it's not like I want you to date me. or I'm going <laughs> to take over your life. It's not that, you know, you can still put those little signs out there. And I think when you put those little signs out there, if you're being really, really objective, you know what signs you get back. Mm-hmm. There are times where some guy will say something and you're like, what was that? Was that, does that mean he's into me or does that mean he's not into me? <laughs> and usually if you have to really ask, it means he's not giving you what you're giving him yet. You know, like in my mind, a guy and a woman both should make it somewhat known after the second, third, fourth, fifth date that there's interest. Otherwise you wouldn't be going on these dates. You know, you wouldn't be on the fifth date if you weren't into them. So, you know, again, it's not about jumping the line and basically saying, I love you or, you know, on date (laughs) two, but you can let him know and see what his response is. Just say something like, I enjoy spending time with you because that could be anything. But if he goes, yeah, you're like, it's like my sister, you know, (laughs) you're like, all right, I'm out of here. But if he goes, I enjoy, I want to spend more time with you, then hopefully that calms that anxiety that we all get when we date. You know, yeah. like, do they like me as much as I like them? Blah, blah, blah. So I think I think there's little ways to do it where you're not putting it all on the table. And it's like doing little litmus tests and seeing if if their feedback gives you the answers you're looking for. Absolutely. That's great advice. Thank you. You're welcome. Everybody's saying it's great advice, which makes me wonder if you were told to say it's great <laughs> advice at the end of each of these calls. And no. that laugh makes me think that that's the case. That was genuine. Okay. Well, thank you, Larissa. Uh, I, I, let me know how it goes. DM me afterwards. Yeah, after you for try sure. This guy. I'm, I'm ready to put it to the test. All right. Nice <laughs> talking right. to you. Thanks, Hunter. Bye. Bye. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I love your voice. Thank you. I grew up. I think like just being separated by the Zoom and only hearing the voice, I'm painting the most stunning image of like you and where you are it's like by a fire somewhere in and there's snow outside i don't know why i envision that very cozy thoughts yes yeah well stephanie what can i answer for you well um so i was hanging out with my boyfriend last night never mind then to everything i said earlier (laughs) i mean you can still have that thought all right um we were hanging out and he got a couple of text messages from a group message, which he's in a few groups. So it wasn't strange or anything, but I did ask him what group it was. And he said it was a bunch of his guy friends. They have a group message where they message each other about relationship stuff, like problems in their relationship or positives in their relationship. They basically just ask each other a bunch of advice. And I thought, wow, like, do you guys really do this? Is this more than just these guys or... Like I know with my girlfriends, I text each one of them and we over text and over share and all that stuff, but got me curious and a little fascinated on the subject of do guys have group messages like this? Is it something I should worry about what he's sharing? Is he oversharing our personal details or is it just quote unquote locker room talk or something like that? Or Yeah, it's tough for me to know because 
I, unless you're dating the most emotionally intelligent, vulnerable straight man on the planet, and all of his friends are that guy as well, it's not the same conversations you're having with your girlfriends. Yeah. Um, I think I've had those conversations, but like one-on-one with a guy friend, and I've like been very vulnerable where I'm like, I don't like this feeling at all about telling him something that I'm dealing with that makes me uncomfortable and I just need someone to talk to, but I'm not sending that in a group chat. And I don't think he is either. Like, I don't think he's saying anything that you should necessarily worry about, but I think he may have powdered uh, and put some lipstick on that group chat so that it didn't sound as probably uh, crude as it might be uh, with his friends. More so maybe his single friends or um, other people kind of talking about that stuff. Like, I don't know. I mean, again, I don't know your boyfriend. Maybe he is that guy. But He's really nice and he's really sweet. Like, we have great communication. He's my best friend. We talk about a lot of stuff. So, you know, I can't imagine something he would reach out to a bunch of his guy friends for that would be like... I don't know, something big. I don't know. I, I, this is why I'm calling in really because we can talk about a lot of things. And who would you ask a panel of five of your friends? Like, what would you ask them about unless it was something funny or unless I like was yeah. moody that week or, you know, something like that. But then I wonder, is it that deep? Do they? Do you all have these deep connections and these similar issues that you deal with in relationships that you seek out a panel of your closest buddies. I, I, I just I think it's funny that I'm imagining him and his five friends sitting on chairs on The View talking <laughs> and having a show doing it. And it's just not The View. What they're talking about is not, in my mind, again, I could be wrong, but I think it's probably closer to locker room talk. I don't think, again, if you, ha- that was my next question. Do you guys have a good open dialogue? And if, the answer is yes, which you said it is, then I don't think you have anything to worry about. I think men go to their friends and put a male spin on the conversation, whether it becomes, again, a little bit less vulnerable, maybe instead of being like, oh, she hurt me because she didn't uh, say that she liked my outfit, or whatever. They might come to their friends and be like, you like this look, right? Yeah. Steph said she hated it. And I was like, what the f- you know, it's like guys talk like that to their friends that they don't have to admit that like, oh, it hurt me when she said this. As um, long as he's not like reaching out and being like this crazy woman that I'm with, she's ridiculous. Because I mean, I know he's not, he he and I, like I said, we talk about everything. We joke a lot. Um, yeah, that's what I'm picturing is like, she yelled at me for wearing another plaid shirt <laughs> or something. <laughs> just all you have to do is go into his phone and search in his messages for crazy girl and plaid shirt. And <laughs> you'll know pretty yeah. quick. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, you can always ask him like, Hey, you can just be really vulnerable with him. Again, I love vulnerability in a relationship because it gives the other person nowhere to go besides the truth, right? Like if you, if you kind of came at him in an accusatory way or from a place of just like mistrust, it's different than being, than going to him and saying, Hey, by the way, I, ever since you said the thing about the group chat, it's been on my mind and I just... I'm like a little nervous that like, I don't know why, maybe it's, maybe I'm being uh, a little, um, a little cuckoo, but it, it's just been on my mind and see what he says. Cause if it was me 
and the group chat really had nothing bad about my partner, I would say, take a look at the group chat, whatever you want. Yeah. Um, it, it struck me that it was like, we talk about our relationships. And I was like, the hell do you talk about? <laughs> it, really yeah. Weird. I mean, did you ask him to see it? I mean, no. And if I did, he would probably absolutely show it to me. But I also, we provide each other with space for growth. And if he wants to have privacy with his guy friends, like that's cool. But I don't know. I, I just can see us all at a party coming up, you know, and, and all of us girls standing around and me being like, oh my God, they have this group message. And I just don't <laughs> want to be confronted by anything surprising. And I also don't want to be in a situation with all these friends where I'm like, oh, you know about my private parts or, oh, you know about like all of this. And I'm sure that they do know some of those things, but I was just curious to know if it was a common thing for guys to have group messages like this. Well, I, this, again, this is just personal experience, but if it was with a girl that I actually really liked that, like my family and friends had met, if my friends know the girl, I never share details about our personal life like that, like anything about private parts or sex capades or whatever it is like that just that doesn't come up because it's so private. But if if I just got back from a trip to New York and I come back and talk to my friends without showing them a picture or telling them a name, I will share those details a little bit more the way guys do so as a girlfriend who seems to be with a great guy and you seem to be a great girl i don't think uh you have anything to worry about i, I don't think he's sharing those details hopefully but again yeah. you can always ask because if he is that is an invasion of your privacy and it'll just lead to mistrust and it's not it's not fair to you so feel free to ask the question but i also think if you trust him you don't even have to worry about it well thank you that's really great advice i appreciate it you're welcome Enjoy the rest of your day, Stephanie. Enjoy that fireplace on that bearskin rug. Um, In the mountains with, with my cocoa. Oh, my God. Get out of here, stuff. <laughs> Get out of here. Distracting. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Hi, Stasia. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you today? I'm good. What's, uh, what's your question? So I have a large group of friends, and I guess we're just you know, pretty closely acquainted knowing each other from college. So, I mean, we have our own opinions about one another and we have a couple in particular, they've been through a lot of ups and downs. So I am a little concerned for their relationship. It just doesn't seem to be going well. It feels like it's time for them to go their separate ways, but I just don't know how to approach this. Um, yeah, it's really toxic as far as their relationship goes. And I just don't even know how to start this conversation with them. Are you closer with either of them? I'm probably closer with her. She's like, we knew each other before we met, she met him and started dating him. And have you talked to, you know, be honest right now, Stasi, have you talked to any of the other girls or guys in the group about this toxic relationship? Um, there's definitely been some talks with, uh, you know, amongst most of us, uh, just none of, none of us have really approached this with them. And we just feel like, you know, they're always walking on eggshells one day. They're perfectly fine. The other day they're in a heated argument. It's just a what's lot their consensus. Them. What's your friend's consensus on whether or not you should say. Uh, we have all kind of come to the conclusion that one of us need to step up and definitely have this this conversation with them and just make it known to them like that this is not a way to have a relationship there's probably a better out there for them both to to just have a healthy relationship with 
Yeah, I mean, I think it would not be a bad thing to do, especially if if there is like a consensus among the friend group, not bringing that up, obviously, because you don't want them to know that, you know, you kind of been speaking behind their back, even if it is for their best intentions. But if maybe you went to the girl privately, obviously not to the couple as a whole, and said like, hey, are, are you happy with so-and-so? Are you... And maybe trying to see if they'll come to you first and open up to you first before you bring it to them, you know? So it doesn't seem like you are kind of instigating uh, uh, a tricky conversation. So if you went to them and you said, how's everything with so-and-so? I noticed you guys weren't talking really at the last event, or I noticed that you didn't come to this thing. Is everything okay? And maybe if you put out the energy like, hey, I want to help you, if that person wants to be helped, I think they'll they'll pick up on that energy and they will go ahead and do the right thing and and have a conversation with you. But some people are so stuck in their own bubble or they're embarrassed. Some A lot of people are embarrassed by unhealthy relationships and then they'll never bring it up because it's almost like admitting that they failed. Like some people feel like if they're in an unhealthy relationship that they've failed, which is obviously not the case. Um, so if that's the case, if they're not giving, if she's not giving you anything you want in terms of a response or an openness to talk about it, you can just say, by the way, I have seen this and this behavior and I just want to let you know that I think you deserve better, whatever, however you want to phrase it. But I don't think that's a conversation that you should avoid having because it could be the light bulb switch that they need to be like, oh my God, I'm not crazy for thinking that I was in this thing. And how come none of my friends have mentioned it? Do they all think that this relationship's better than it is? Am I the one who's wrong here? There's that opportunity. There's that potential too. So I think you should have the conversation. Yeah, for sure. She's definitely one to isolate herself whenever she becomes angry with him and they're in an argument. So I definitely sense that. And I think when like, I bring it up to her, it'll be in that moment, just like, hey, you feel this way right now. So, you know, this is clearly not a healthy relationship. I think there's plenty of other people you could, you could be dating right now that'll treat you well. You're not walking on eggshells feeling like everything you say is avoiding a, an argument with him. So definitely something to to bring up. I wish you the best of luck with it. I think you seem like a great friend who cares about another person. And while that might seem obvious to you, it is a very special quality to have a friend who would put your happiness before their own comfort. Because there are a lot of friends out there who don't say anything because they don't want to be uncomfortable. So what you're doing is not only okay, I think it's the right thing to do. And I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. You're welcome. Good luck. Let me know how it goes. Yeah, definitely. I'll be in touch. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, first of all, thank you to everybody who called in. I had a pleasure talking to you and I hope it helped. If you guys enjoyed listening to the podcast, make sure to subscribe. How Men Think. It's a fantastic show. I hope to come back soon. And of course, go listen to This is Paris with myself and Paris Hilton. She, if you guys don't know who she is, then uh, get out from under your rock, people. Everybody knows who she is. And of course, watch Nightly Pop on E! Uh, Monday through Thursday, somewhere around 11 o'clock. They keep changing it. 
And of course, follow me on Instagram. Let me know if you enjoyed the episode. I'd love to chat. If you have questions, you can DM me. And uh, maybe next time I come on, I'll answer them. But have a lovely day, everybody. Bye. This is How Men Think, an iHeartRadio London audio production. Listen each Thursday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.